0: What the fuck is up? Welcome back. My name is Noah Hills. You can find me on Twitter at NoahMoreParties, and you can find my written work and my rankings for running backs in Dynasty Leagues, Devi Leagues, and the 2023 rookie class that we just got draft capital and landing spots for at NoahMoreParties.com. And in today's video, I wanted to, one, show you some leg, Two, give you my thoughts on my favorite landing spots for the running backs that went on day three of the NFL Draft, let's get into it. Number one, clearly the, the biggest winner of these running backs on day three was Roshan Johnson. He got selected by the Bears in the fourth round, pick 115 overall taken nearly 30 picks before any of the other running backs who went on day three. Like he was just obviously the RB1 for the NFL um, on day three, at least. And he ends up in a spot where David Montgomery is gone. Khalil Herbert is there and he's been one of the, really one of the most effective runners in the league on a per carry basis in each of the last two seasons, especially last season from like an explosive output standpoint, just super efficient last year. I think he, he averaged close to six yards per carry. I think it was like 5.67 yards per carry. Ridiculous. Khalil Herbert is a beast on a per touch per carry basis. Deontay Foreman is also there. He is a quality runner. Really nice story from him coming back from the Achilles tear. He was productive last season with the Panthers, not incredibly efficient, but he's like, he's, he's a fine player as well. Um, but I think Roshan Johnson fits really nicely here because he matches up really well stylistically. You know, he's really stylistically similar to David Montgomery, who was the lead back here for the last, what, three or four years, is now in Detroit. Um, and he just has a more complete skill set than any other running back on this roster. Deontay Foreman is a two-down runner. Khalil Herbert is a, is a smaller guy than that, but he's... And, and he's explosive, but he's not much of a pass catcher either. I think he has, what, like, I don't know, 20, 25 receptions in his in his NFL career. Um, they also have, who is it, Travis Homer, who's just kind of a, a utility guy, third down special teams type guy. But Roshan Johnson can kind of do it all. He's not incredibly athletic, but he's a good runner. Um, he makes good decisions behind the line of scrimmage. He can catch the ball cleanly. He pass blocks well. Like, he, he just does everything everything well, especially all of the little things that NFL teams value out of their running backs. His his output in college at Texas on a per carry basis, which is like incredibly consistent on a down-to-down basis, creating positive outcomes, not fucking things up behind the line of scrimmage. He's just a a good, well-rounded running back who can kind of do everything. And this is an ascendable depth chart. Like I like Herbert to a certain extent, I like Foreman, but it's not like there are, there are stud running backs here that are, are really in the way of Roshan Johnson earning his way into a larger role. It, it's also a, a run heavy offense with a good offensive line and a running quarterback in Justin Fields, who is a, a threat on, on read options and things like that, who can freeze linebackers and create lanes and, and openings for these running backs above and beyond what this offensive line is already creating. All in all, I think, you know, fourth round capital is, is not incredible, but given the skill set match in this offense and the, the, ascendability of this depth chart, even with Herbert there, who they should, they should form a nice little one-two punch him and Roshon Johnson. I think RB2 level fantasy production is in play for Roshon Johnson and, as an all-purpose back in year one. Three other guys I want to talk about are Chase Brown, who went to the Bengals at uh, 163 in the fifth round, Eric Gray, who went to the Giants at 172 in the fifth round, and Evan Hull, who went to the Colts at 176th in the fifth round. These are all decent players, all-purpose jags, really. Like, none of them are incredible talents. I, I like all of them to a certain extent. They're all-purpose jags, and but, but really the thing here is that they all have immediate opportunity to ascend fairly weak depth charts and back up three-down studs early on in their NFL careers. Chase Brown will be contending with, you know, behind Joe Mixon. He's not going to beat out Joe Mixon, obviously. But behind that, it's Travion Williams, is Chris Evans, and it's Elijah Holyfield under contract at running back for the Bengals right now. Uh, Eric Gray is contending with behind Saquon Barkley. Matt Breida, Gary Brightwell, and Jay Sean Corbin are the other running backs on or under contract with the Giants right now. And Evan Hole behind Jonathan Taylor is Zach Moss, Darrington Evans, and Deion Jackson. For Evan Hole, you know, Zach Moss isn't that good, but he's, you know, kind of purely a, a two-down runner. So I, I don't know if, if Evan Hull has an opportunity here to be like a, a strict handcuff. That's, that's not out of play. But even if he doesn't become the strict handcuff here, he could be the go-to like third down receiving back in this offense that has had you know, Naeem Hines and, and Shane Steichen comes from an offensive system that has had, uh, you know, Austin Eckler and Kenny Gainwell in the past. Like this, this offensive coaching staff has had guys on their teams that they've used as pure receivers before. Evan Hole is an athletic dude who is incredibly productive through the air. Last season with Northwestern, like 55 receptions, running a relatively advanced route tree. He was pretty much the offense there. So he's a, a dynamic receiving threat. I could see him stepping into a third down role pretty immediately this season if you know even if he doesn't become the handcuff to Jonathan Taylor and then Eric Grey like I would be shocked if Eric Grey is not the main breather back behind Saquon Barkley Matt Breed this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the HVAC is humming and his facility shines Had a you know has had a nice little career, but he's he's getting older. He's a fragile player. Gary Brightwell isn't you know a a notable talent. Jayshon Corbin is not a notable talent. Eric Gray can do everything decently well. He can catch passes. He can make guys miss. He can run outside and between the tackles at a at a competent level. He's not he's not an incredible talent, but he's he's a decent little player in kind of all facets of running back play. I would be shocked if he's not the main guy behind Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's had his own kind of health issues. I'm not predicting injuries for him, but you can't rule out injuries for any running back. So there's a possibility that Eric Gray is the starting running back for multiple games for the New York Giants this season. You have to be interested in him. Similar thing with with Chase Brown. He has the highest immediate upside of these three guys, given the quality of the Bengals' offense, but... Travion Williams, I think, was a similar prospect to Chase Brown back in the day. Chris Evans was kind of a similar prospect to Chase Brown back in the day. Neither of those guys have really done much in the NFL beyond be rosterable players, which is an accomplishment in and of itself. But from a, you know, production standpoint, they haven't done much. Chase Brown is athletic. He can catch passes just fine. He ran efficiently at Illinois. He's he's a fine player who has an all-purpose skill set where he... You know, just does everything pretty well. He could be the, you know, the direct handcuff to Joe Mixon as well as the breather back. And if Mixon were to miss time, we've seen Samaj P. Ryan be productive in that role. We've seen Giovanni Bernard be productive in that role. The next guy in line for that could be Chase Brown. That's very interesting. And the last guy I want to talk about, you already knew who was going to be, Zach Evans with the Rams in the sixth round at pick 215. The free fall here was always, you know, was always a possibility given the lack of production. The nebulous character concerns, you know, kind of the the injury concerns and things like that. But on the field, Zach Evans is one of the most talented players in this running back class, in my opinion. Cam Akers had a really nice finish to last season. He strung together like three straight 100-yard rushing games. I think, you know, at the end of the season, he he kind of had finally put it all together as being a both an efficient runner on a down to down basis and a consistent runner on a down to down basis. He was a quality runner of the football really for the first time in his career last season. And it's tough to feel confident in Sean McVay's like decision-making processes with running backs at all, like really at all uh, with the flip-flopping he's done in the last couple of years with, you know, Daryl Henderson and can't, you know, just handing guys roles and then benching them the next week and, you know, healthy scratches. And then they come back and have 20, t- like Sean McVay is an unpredictable decision-maker as he doles out playing time to running backs. But in my opinion, Cam Akers earned himself an opportunity to be a workhorse this season based on how he played last season. So I'm moving forward as if that's the case, as if Cam Akers is the guy in this offense. But even if that's the case, there's virtually nothing behind him on this death chart. It's Kyron Williams, who is a 195-pound, unathletic satellite back, who is inefficient on the ground in college and inefficient in the NFL last season. He's just not a quality runner of the football. It's just, that's just true. Uh, And then there's Ronnie Rivers, who himself is a sub 200 pound satellite back undrafted last year, not really much to speak of there. And then they have Tyon Evans, who signed uh, after the draft as an undrafted free agent this year, who's a kind of a pure two down runner. I'm a fan of his talent He's interesting in this spot, but Zach Evans is going to get the first shot here as a guy who actually got drafted and is a, you know, a former five-star recruit. Like he, he has traits and abilities that the other guys behind Cam Akers just simply do not have. He's just clearly the, the best talent in this backfield behind Cam Akers. This is the perfect situation for a guy like Evans to immediately claim the RB2 spot behind a guy who isn't as established as the Joe Mixon, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor type guys that Chase Brown, Eric Gray, and Evan Hole have the opportunity to back up. So, I would be shocked if Zach Evans isn't the RB2 in this offense on day one. I, I don't know who else it would be unless they sign, you know, Leonard Fournette or Ezekiel Elliott or somebody like that, you know, K- Kareem Hunt, I guess. But if they move forward without making some splashy signing in free agency like that. Zach Evans is probably going to be the RB2 behind Cam Akers on day one, and from there, anything can happen. Akers could get hurt, in which case Evans is now the starting running back on an NFL team. Uh, They could split time. Uh, they could, you know, Akers could draw the ire of Sean McVay again, and maybe they pivot to Zach Evans for a couple weeks that, you know, who knows, but this is a situation where this is a a, a zone scheme team that fits Zach Evans' skill set well with a smart coaching staff, uh, not a great offense at this point in, you know at this point in time, given, you know, Matt, Matt Stafford's old, the offensive line's not that good anymore, blah, blah, blah. But based on opportunity and the talent level that I think Zach Evans has, this is, this is a beautiful spot. Anything can happen in the NFL when you, when you just get shoved into an RB2 spot. And I think that's what happened here. So Roshan Johnson, beautiful spot, Chase Brown, Eric Gray, Evan Hull, opportunity to be the the handcuffs to stud running backs in in some cases quality offenses and Zach Evans fell in the draft but found himself in a nice spot for immediate opportunity. Thanks for watching. Hit like hit subscribe catch me on catch me on Saturday. Have a good week. Peace